0: T-nets. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah! Welcome, 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 folks. Um, what's the worst of the worst that you want to tackle first?
1: Oh man! Hey, that rhymed. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bars.
1: <laughs> oh man, we're nicey nice. We're cold like ice. Somebody, no, somebody
0: give us a contract.
1: Man, no. Um. Oh, whew. I don't know. It's it's so tough to talk about. Should we talk about the earthquakes in Puerto Rico first?
0: I believe we should. It okay. seems like there have been continuous quakes and tremors since the end of December. Um, I recently saw a map on social media and the news showing uh, where each tremor and quake uh, has originated on the island or where the epicenter has been. And it's like the whole southwest of the island is like just peppered with um uh with these seismic events it's like does puerto rico usually suffer this many um like seismic events like this i didn't know that it was it was like a like a zone for that sort of thing
1: i actually don't know about the seismic history of puerto rico i mean i know that in that region like um like in central like parts of central america uh and you know of course in the dominican republic uh and haiti there have been there's like significant seismic activity you know of which those respective country countries uh, some of those respective countries are still recovering from Mm -hmm. um from earthquakes that happened years ago, uh, but I have not. I, I I don't know about like the gravity of which um this earthquake has hit Puerto Rico. It seems like, and I'm not trying to say it's global warming because I feel like it that that the, the two seem unrelated. Or are they? Uh, I'm I'm not enough of an expert to say, but. It is kind of. It's alarming. It's alarming. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, it, it gives people pause, you know.
0: The whole island's been without power several times since these series of quakes have started, which is. Which must be scary considering that the island is still recovering from.
1: Still recovering from a hurricane. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. I haven't heard anything about the. About uh, the response, the American response to this crisis? Not a peep. No. Uh, And I don't imagine that there will be a response, Mm. uh, given that uh, the president is currently trying to uh, launch his fantabulous, you know, wonderful war, Um, or is he? Because it feels like he's also getting cold feet. You know. Oh,
0: yeah. He's um, he's certainly. Well, it seems like he's walking it back. But what I personally think is that he what he did is he shook up the um, the hornet's nest and uh, the buzzing starting to come. And then, you know, he said something like, oh, you know, there's not going to be any war that way. If anybody gets stung, he uh, at least to his base, he'll look like he's just responding to aggression rather than being the cause of it. So as long as you have a memory length of about four days,
1: yes, <laughs> it's all going to make sense. Which to is you. like basically the, the 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 news cycle in Trump land, right? Yeah, basically. Um, it's so it's so funny. Like we, everything feels tied into Trump's, um, let's say actions towards Iran, like his his wanting to go to, like, his uh, wanting to go to war uh, with Iran and then no action since, you know, that Mm -hmm. initial strike against uh, uh, their... Soleimani. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Kassem Soleimani, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it it seems like uh, Trump is is probably not going to issue any kind of response Or very, uh, we're not going to hear about uh, the response, like FEMA's response to this crisis going on in Puerto Rico until maybe, I don't know, until the news cycle puts it on like page eight or nine of, you know, their giant, the ginormous shit sandwich of news that Mm -hmm. we get like every day. So um, our hearts go out to the people of Puerto Rico, stay strong and like, please donate to the Red Cross and to uh you know all all uh emergency services uh gears toward helping out the people that are uh, that are suffering on the island so
0: these earthquakes are literally the last thing that uh, that they need right now uh, it's i can't imagine being being in their position i mean an island that was devastated by a natural disaster and then getting hit with
1: another natural disaster it's like For Pete's
0: sake, just give us a break.
1: Didn't Japan just suffer like a fucking crazy-ass, like, like, uh, a big-ass earthquake that, like, destabilized the... Well, didn't destabilize, but, like, you know, really kind of struck up the region? Oh, my God. Um, I feel like I heard something about that,
0: but, um, like, back to what you just mentioned, the news cycle is so... Cha- I know, right? Chaotic, just, like yeah. some stuff just gets—that's really important—just gets pushed, like to page eight, page nine, yeah. page ten, you know. Um, because
1: all that's in the news r- lately is—is um, is that uh, that plane that got struck down? Yeah, in Iran, mm-hmm. um, that contained, um, you know, Iranian people, people from the Ukraine, and some British. Um, you know, some British commuters uh, in this very tragic, tragic accident. Uh, but still, I, I can't help but pin the blame on Trump because this is kind of all, this is all his fault, isn't it? He he, he has
0: no sense of uh, responsibility. I mean, it can be reasonably argued that if Tensions between the United States and Iran hadn't been uh, stirred up the way they have been. That perhaps Iran's um, sense of I don't know tension or anticipation that there's going to be some sort of uh, a- additional military action taken against them, they might not have had a uh, a hair trigger and mistaken this commuter airplane for. Whatever it is, they thought
1: that I. Once I heard that that about the situation and how uh, uh, like, your, the Iran- Iranian military was involved, I was just like, they must, they totally, mis- they must have mistaken it on their radars for like an American plane, mm-hmm. and then they were just like, oh my god, they're right on top of us, and mm-hmm. then, you know, they launched their missiles, and then they were like, oh my god, what did we just do? Oh and god. then a few days later, uh, you know, everybody is looking for somebody to blame. I think that's what took them so long for them to finally come out and say, you know what, we did this. Um, but in actuality, it, it it's, it's, you know, um, of course my brain works on pop culture. It does feel like Breaking Bad-ish to mm-hmm. me. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation. It just seems like, you know how in... Uh, in that episode where those two planes coll- coll- like collided in midair, yeah, yeah, um, that it was actually Walt's fault, <laughs> uh, despite the fact that it was very indirect. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's how I feel about what happened with uh, with this airplane. Mm. It's all Trump's fault because yeah. he's the one that backed out of the Iran deal, which led to tensions um, with Iran, and then he slapped on some sanctions, and then. Um, Then uh, they were just like, we're were really pissed off. So they take action. Then we bomb their general. Then, you know, it's all related to him. Like before that, we were on relatively good terms, Mm. you know? Mm. And, um, you know, uh, producer of the show Sabrina actually raised a good question. She was like, do you think that Iran will ever come back to the table? Um and I, i'm asking you know what do you think
0: not with like, this president no no way but um, the, the, he yeah. could he could do a complete if he let's say you know he suffered some a very localized stroke which sort of like killed um all of the bad things that go on in his head that would leave him with like two percent of actual brain activity <laughs> and he'd come to the table and, <laughs> and he'd be like you know what i was wrong you know let's let's you know um reconstitute this uh, Iran deal they they wouldn't trust him and why should they I mean he's his entire record of uh, his presidency his businesses he's just a liar he's the kind of person that you just can't he's he's a snake salesman he's a snake oil salesman you just don't you just can never trust somebody like that so it's not going to happen under this president the next president um and it's looking like President Sanders um, is oh, is uh, I believe he'll be the one who'll be able to bring them back to the table yeah. and and start the process of I don't know just easing the tensions.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, like I I totally respect that 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 point of view, but um, I'm wondering if the Iranian people, the Iranian governments, are going to look at this and just be like. You know what? No, we're never coming back to the table because there's no, there's no like, uh, like there's no consistent, like no, there's no consistency. Mm. So like, what if President Sa- if something happens to President Sanders, whether he gets voted out or something else, like, um, and a, a dipshit president shows up, like Trump too, mm-hmm. shows up and uh, and walks away and bomb like uh, kills our uh, another general of ours, like. Why? Why would we even come back to the table with you guys? Like, if you're just gonna like, in four years, it's just gonna all gonna change. You know,
0: it's true. It's true. I. It seems like the regime changes in this country um, lend themselves to a great deal of instability. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you hear about you know, countries that are in civil war every like four four to eight years, um, out in other countries and. They never become, uh, quote unquote, first world countries or anything like that because they never become stabilized. Yeah, exactly. Because there's constant turnover and turmoil and 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 violence, pretty much. So while we're not at the violence place yet, or maybe maybe we are. We're just in a different, um, uh, a different form of it. Since we're essentially shooting ourselves uh, pretty yeah. much every day, but. Uh yeah, I think you have a good point there. Um, why, <laughs> why strike a deal with somebody if the next uh, administration's just gonna come in and be like, hey, it doesn't count? Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm. It's gonna take. It's like when you. It's watch, gonna take a miracle. It's, what, what, what it's like
0: when you watch a really bad show and every season is like a completely different show, even though the show has the same title. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's oh, my God. It's just like, did I miss a, a season or something? Yeah. The story is just completely different. Where
1: it's like, uh, to me, it's like One Punch Man, and then season two comes along, and I'm like, the animation is really different. <laughs> um, like, it, it looks cheap. Like, have you seen uh, season
0: two? I have not seen season two, but you've been telling me for a uh, long time this is the case.
1: The Yeah, the, the animation is just look, looks so cheap. Um but it's you know it's still good. You know what I? I can't say too much about One Punch Man. I, I feel like it, 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 the sh- that show is problematic now. Really? To me. Yeah. Um. And I know I'm dipping a, l- a little bit into the robot section, but because everything is terrible and I, <laughs> we need to my, do it, my my, my brain <laughs> feels like it's about to split in two. We got to um, do it. <laughs> yeah, we got to do it. So um, uh, there have been some problematic aspects to the show that. I'm just like, I have to grit my teeth through one was how, um, gay people are treated. Uh, there's a character called Puri Puri prisoner. Puri Puri prisoner. Yes. Um, and he is, uh, someone who uh, his whole shtick, his gimmick is that he's, he's a prisoner. He's from jail and he is, uh, uh, they make allusions to the fact that he raped a few men oh my god um wow okay and then there are um there in the second season i was like okay this is that, that was a little, all right one punch man take it easy <laughs> and then it comes around and then it's it, and then it comes around and then a black character shows up that is called oh god he's called and, you know fucking uh it, it it harkens back to like there have been some aspects to anime mm-hmm. in general and how it treats black people. Uh-huh. Uh, and I thought it had disappeared. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a long time. And then one punch man comes around and it has a black character. I forget what his name is. Uh, I think he has a very stereotypical name, something like, I, I can't even say like black Pearl or something. Uh, blah, of course. Whatever. Um, and Oh God, and the way they draw him, dark
0: skin, big it, lips—it's bad. Oh, it geez. looks bad. Basically, blackface in Japanese it, form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure. I can so. already. I can already see it. I, I bet he resembles um, the blackface character from the Dragon Ball Z uh, universe. Um,
1: oh, I, I don't know enough about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I've,
0: and neither do I. But I just know I've seen this one fucking character, and I'm just like. I'm never going
1: to watch this show okay. just because okay. of this one character. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, anime has... Anime in general is problematic. Um, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, um,
0: there, yes, there are a lot of aspects of anime, but
1: there... It's not like going to Ninja Scroll. And
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're in the middle, thankfully, of uh, a really great culture shift um when it comes down to um how our media portrays our concerns and um our criticisms uh, whereas back in the day it was just accepted it was just like oh you know it's anime if you don't like it don't watch it it's just like well if we watch it we're actually participating in this and if we're participating then we have a say you know like if it's just something you want to draw in your basement and keep in a folder you know that's your business. If you want to share it with the world, you know, we're not. Uh, people are not just consumers. We're all human beings. We're going to say something, and yeah. you can you can keep it the way you want to, but don't complain when nobody comes to your uh, intellectual property and nobody seeks it out. Th- this is this is the thing that gets me about some uh, public figures or comedians and stuff like that who complain about quote-unquote PC culture or this that and the other it's just like hey listen the world is changing like society evolves if you just want to be the same person and and say the same things you can do that nobody's actually coming at you and is gonna duct tape your mouth shut you may have trouble booking clubs or you know getting a certain studio to produce your work but you know you can still do what you want but so can we.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what that brings to mind is that I just recently saw a video of, um, uh, you know, David Spade has his own talk show on Comedy Central. Oh, wow. And he had Bill Burr and Jim Jeffries on there. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they um, they think that that, um, that guy that tried out for uh, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. Shane Gillis, yeah. uh, that he got a bad rap and that millennials are just jerks that, you know, are looking to find uh things to, you know, fucking bitch about, you know. And right, well, you know, fuck the three of them. Yeah, just exactly. Why I, just why I put it's
0: like, "Oh, you know, three white guys complaining about how a racist white guy didn't get the job." <laughs> oh my god. Where's where's my tiny violin?
1: <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, man. Thank you. You 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 encapsulated my you know my sometimes my thoughts are hard to put into words, and you just you that that was perfect.
0: Like, do they not see how they how they themselves have made them have turned themselves into like this stereotype, into this cartoon?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I'm surprised about Jim Jeffries though because he's he's um uh, he's normally kind of like to me he he's more level headed than I would. Mm. Than I would think, Mm. Uh, but uh, no. Sometimes
0: (laughs) I see uh, comic culture, meaning stand-up comedian culture, almost like cop culture. It's like there is this, like, (laughs) you know how cops have the thin blue line. I think comedians have like the the thin Thin laugh line or something. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, thin laugh line (laughs) or something. Yeah. (laughs) If it catches on, you know, copywritten thin goofy line. The thin goofy (laughs) line. Thank you. And they all sort of like rally behind each other because they feel like it's almost like a First Amendment thing. Yeah. Like we should be able to say what we want because we're comedians. It's just like, but you still have a responsibility. Like it's, it's, yes. We, we still live in a society. Like it's, it, it, things change. You got to change. You got to change along with it. And the only comedians who can actually either speak um against it or stay above it or slash out of it are either the comedians who are really obscure who are hopefully looking to cut their teeth and make a name for themselves by going against the grain and you know we you can say that about any profession or the ones who are so successful that they almost can't be touched like your um like your seinfelds like your Chris chappelle's your chappelle's sort of because yeah. he he's exhibited uh, a certain amount of uh problematic stuff as well when it comes down to the trans community um who else uh chris rock yeah um it's like they they sort of hover in this other place but with some of the comedians that i mentioned in particular the, the black ones they're not even in the same exact place as Seinfeld, because Seinfeld is, you know, he is a rich white man in America. Whereas Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, they're still black men. They still have a life experience that, even um, Seinfeld at his poorest, when whenever he was struggling and you know eating ramen noodles yeah. every night, still was not the same experience as. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle when they were struggling, right. and the reason I say that is because um, shortly after the 2016 election, on that SNL skit, when Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock oh, were, oh yeah, 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 you know, right. were there with, with with the white liberals, and they're just like, oh, we can't believe this is happening, and they just kept looking at each other like, really? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm glad we were talking that we we're talking about like um, like this kind of um, upset in the in the current like pop culture sphere like mm-hmm. a, b- about political correctness yeah because it's it's all the thing is it's you're right it's all about a changing world right mm-hmm. and the world the thing is the, the and again it's hard to encapsulate into words what i'm thinking about uh, i'm i keep thinking about how that the world is changing and some things are changing and other things are staying the same like republicans are always going to be republican uh <laughs> i like the term <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they're always going to be they're always going to steer on the side of the, that's why they're conserv they're called conservatives right because mm-hmm. they they always just want to stay the same yep so uh, after a while i imagine uh, comedy gets tired of punching up because those guys never change. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why now we have this whole thing about punching down yeah. because the, r- the, uh, the side of the left mm-hmm. has changed. Yep. Like, there is more like political correctness. There's more like, um, you know, uh, there's a, a, a huge gender transformation mm-hmm. uh, that's been going on. And uh, we're trying to adapt to it. And comedians uh, see these changes and are just like, "I'll make fun of that," mm-hmm. and I think that's a very lazy, lazy thing to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm wondering if back in the '50s and '60s, uh, comedians were just making fun of, you know, the civil rights movement, and they're just like, "Come on, really?" Like, you know. Who really votes anyway? Yeah, I know. Why do blacks even want the right yeah. to vote? You know, whatever material. The they back would.
1: of the bus isn't so bad. Yeah, right? it's probably, you know, cleaner, whatever. You know, da, da, da. Um, anybody making, uh, like, anybody trying to dig up dirt on me is probably going to find that that what I just said and make a, a soundbite out of it. And, you know, a Mike Cernovich is just going to be like, this asshole said... <laughs> The Black people should always sit in the back of the bus,
0: <laughs> oh boy, don't worry, buddy i'll uh I'll I'll come out and defend you, uh, and I'll just you. be like, oh, he thinks they should sit on the top of the bus yeah.
1: so- <laughs> <laughs> um. they should transform the boss into a mech and shoot down <laughs> all the white people. Oh shit <laughs> Now make a sound clip out of that,
0: <laughs> Wow, holy shit, but. <laughs> But seriously, it's like I want. I wonder if 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 such um, a phenomenon existed during the great like social upheavals of the past, um, and if comedians today would think that was okay back then. Um, it, it just reminds me of something that I saw on social media that when when you attack a the hegemonic majority or you know. Uh, cis white male or whatever is at the, the top of the any particular uh food chain. Um, it seems like it's a criticism of their rights, or at the very at, or at its nicest, a lack of civility. Whereas when marginalized people speak up, somehow it's oversensitivity or you know PC culture run amok. When essentially it's just saying, you know, respect us like, yeah, this is our identity and your diminishing of it has real world impact. I mean, it's not like it's not like trans folks, you know, are just (laughs) are just dealing with hurt feelings like that's not what the argument about. There is literally a culture of violence against them that happens in this country that is not really looked at on the wider scale but they're one of the most vulnerable groups that exist right now
1: yeah it's not like people like going you know up to mutants in, you know the marvel universe and being like you know what you guys complain too much about this fucking sentinel problem you guys got <laughs> <laughs> nice. you know, why don't you get back in your fucking special schools and <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> And they're just like, but we're to Genosha and such, you know, and then they're like, shut up.
0: It's like, I don't want to deal with your blue fur, you know,
1: <laughs> get your blue fur out of my fucking face. Yes. You know.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, man, that, that's <laughs> wow. kinda, that's kind of brilliant, actually. I'd love I, Marvel. If you're listening, uh, hire us and we'll integrate this into yeah. your um, <laughs> your gradual and hopefully not too long integration of. Mutants in, in, <laughs> in the MCU. I want to see them so bad. I want to see. I know, Marvel me too. They
1: just announced that like the new mutants movie is not going to be part of the MCU. They're and, the mutants um, that are new. Uh, they are. They are the new mutants. I mean, are, they are mutants that are uh, are new. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm
0: quoting a geriatric Macy Williams. Oh, you are know, you? So, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: From last week's show. Oh <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Who I absolutely love. God. She's like she's like canon now. Yeah,
1: I like, no. <laughs> They're just like Maisie Williams new movie is like really going to make her star shine even brighter. She's like, "I remember when there was moon pie. The trolley cost a nickel."
0: Macy, you're not that old. <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> Stabs the dude with a fucking dagger. <laughs> Ryan Secrest is dead.. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or the clone of Ryan Secrest is dead. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Seacrest dead. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pablo Morali Martinez, and I'm
0: Ernesto Mancibo,
1: and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. taxes. And I just want to let all of you people know that we are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google uh, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I'm already (laughs) fucking this up. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, please, um, if you're on iTunes, write us a review. Tell us how lovely our show is and how enamored you are with our voices.
0: Or perhaps how offended you are. We want to hear from you. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs)
1: And uh, you know, uh write us an email also. We're at robots taxes at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh and uh yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Is that good?
0: That sounds good. Listen in.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Only on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> here comes part two, which uh if you are just tuning in, we've been going into for the past twenty minutes. Because Because you demanded it.
0: Exactly. The letters, the the emails, (laughs) the phone calls don't exist.
1: (laughs) But we assume that, you know, (laughs) this is what you want. Uh, So here we go with a nice warm slab of more of the same. Yes. So uh, what are we going to talk about? Cowboy Bebop. Ooh. Uh yes, IGN sh- just showed like a little video in- interviewing John Cho. And uh,
0: you put me onto this video before we started recording, and I got to say, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have concerns. <laughs> Correct. I am also. Um, uh, I'm so fucking scared <laughs> you know <laughs> uh,
0: they, they asked um john cho right that's that's yeah john that, cho they asked john cho if you know they were talking about you know the greatness of cowboy bebop and stuff like that and they're just like, have you guys had any communication with the creator of you know the original and john cho was like um no <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet you know but <laughs> and i was just like oh this is
1: you know what it, to me it felt like that moment uh you know remember in the south park movie where they they do that whole musical about their quiet mountain town and then they're all like <laughs> heading to see the new terrence and philip movie and they're yes. building and building and building up and they're just like uh you know four tickets to see terrence and philip and then they're just like no no <laughs> <laughs> and All it completely that build up for nothing.
0: takes the, the wind out of their sails yeah. like oh
1: like, and that's that's what it felt like it's just like come on guys
0: yeah that sort of like tanked the rest of the interview It's just like oh this is this is not going to be good no and i mean i'm glad that at least john Cho was able to um, bring up two moments from the series that uh really struck him it's just like okay at some point somebody got him the DVDs yes. and he sat down and he watched it. I hope that he's a fan, you know? Uh,
1: well, yeah, I was hoping that he would have had more to talk about. Like, you know, um, when you're going into something that is so beloved, yes, you want to do your research. And, you know, maybe I'm being a little hard on <laughs> John's show. He seems like a great guy. He I does. mean, like he he uh, put he obviously put in a hundred percent into filming it because he broke his goddamn leg. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, when he started, taught they were just like, "Are there any episodes that jump out at you?" And he was just like, "There are moments, you know." And that sounds to me like somebody who's just mm. like, uh, you know, just gonna smoke a Jane, kick up my feet, just you know, fast forward through, like tunes was- out some of the. Other parts of the show, and then and that was a softball question. Like, yeah. he could have easily said, "Oh
0: yeah, Ballad of Fallen Angels," yeah. and he and he would have been good. Yeah, everybody would have been like, "Of course," you know.
1: Still, though, he he pulled out a grab bag of great moments of of like some and things that I wouldn't think about like right off the bat when I think a Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Right, uh, he mentioned the um, the uh, intersex Um person that comes out of the shower like uh, what's her name well uh uh, gren yes and uh when you know and that to me was just like uh such a a delicate that episode in itself was kind of like a delicate way of uh of like showing that this community is out there and Mm -hmm. exists even in a galaxy far far no actually no that's wrong. That's <laughs> our galaxy. <laughs> no, Star Wars has a long way to go <laughs> yeah. before they tackle. They just had their first same-sex
0: kiss. No. So, you know. <laughs>
1: At the tail end of the last step of the yeah. last sequel.
0: I know. Maybe in another 42 years we'll get, you know, a gay wedding. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, we'll see.
1: I hope they tackle it in The Mandalorian. They're always like, they seem like they're thinking ahead there. Oh, um, who knows? So... Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it, then there was that episode, then he talked about that episode with uh, the, I, I was surprised that he also talked about the episode where um, they're looking for the Betamax machine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, they go on for about eight minutes. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. Watch the rest of the fucking show, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
0: I, ho- I hope he's done his work. I mean, he's a he's a good actor, so yeah. I, I definitely think that he's going to be prepared for this. How they'll utilize
1: all the talent and
0: bring it together into something cohesive and enjoyable that is respectful to the source material, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I know. It's, now
1: it's like anybody's
0: guess how it's going to go. It's so hard to translate anime into an American... Um,
1: Netflix tried to do it with Death Note. Do you see that piece oh of God, shit? Oh, God. I can <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bury the lead, but it's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> Even from the trailers, I was just like, ooh. I, I mean, all right. look, just full disclosure. It's not like I was a fan of the original anime anyway. Like, I I have this thing where I feel like anime has just gotten too pointy. Just in terms of the way they they draw it. (laughs) It's gotten very clean. Like, there are a lot of clean lines, less detail. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, I I just miss the grit. Like, when you watch Cowboy Bebop, you could almost see, like, the fingerprints of the animators in the actual
1: animation itself. It was just like, ah, you know. uh, It's on that cusp of changing because definitely I, I feel that way with, like... Uh, now you're talking about the animation style with jet black. Like you see the there's more definition in his face, mm-hmm. especially when they cut to a close up of him. Yeah. Um, and Spike definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I
0: definitely don't mind the definition. I just I don't know.
1: But with uh, what's, what's his name, Ed? Uh, with Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the design of ed is very cl- like it that's the start of the clean because you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a circular face the big eyes a dot for a nose and then the a line for a mouth you know um it's not like modern anime where it's just like it's almost it's almost how one punch man you know when he gets that blank face it's <laughs> 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 Like, guys, try a little. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like modern anime,
0: the modern anime drawing style is just cool for cool sake. Yeah. Like they know we're anime. We have to be cool. Whereas back in the day, it was just like this is just our style. And everybody finds this cool as fuck. Yeah. You know? um, there
1: were the cool kids in the cafeteria.
0: Yeah. They weren't trying. You know, now it's just like, oh, it's got to have this style and this color and blah, blah, blah. And every angle and like the reflection twang that comes yeah. off of any shiny surface. Um, but uh, I don't know. I sound like an
1: old man now. Uh, I know, right? Back like, in the day, hey, anime had more it's definition. It's just, it's just <laughs> But uh, the subway also cost
0: $1.50. I still remember when it was a dollar. Yeah, me
1: too. Subway, Token. subway tokens. Tokens. Oh, oh my man. God. So old. Uh, oh. Old. <laughs> I feel like I'm turning into that fucking that, uh, Nazi that, like, disintegrates before Indiana Jones's eyes <laughs> in the last crusade. Like, Rah! you know, fucking
0: age. <laughs> But uh, yeah, our hopes are tepid for <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. We'll see. We hope that Jon Cho heals from his broken leg yes. and they get on track. Hopefully get somebody from the original production to come in and put some legitimacy onto this.
1: <laughs> I think his leg is all healed up because he's in that new Grudge movie. Either that or you filmed that like five years ago before that. Before and that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know how long it takes to uh produce this stuff just ask macy williams
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> seriously i saw her on her
1: fourth heart transplant <laughs> jesus
0: i i i actually after we recorded last week's episode i went and saw the trailer the latest trailer for um new, for Mut- the new, mutants. new mutants and i'm just like jesus macy is a baby yeah she's film. a little kid she's lover. literally learning how to walk yeah. like <laughs>
1: In all that time, she's killed a, like the king of the White Walkers. And, <laughs> you know,
0: she had her first sexual experience, yeah. you know,
1: Just learned how to be, uh, a, 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 you know, a, one of the faceless men and never put that to good use. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. yeah. Oh, well. What else did we say we were going to talk
0: about? Um, We also wanted to talk about... um,
1: Damn it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, yes. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know why uh, I channeled Arnold there for a second. Mm. But, yeah, the director for Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, um, has parted ways with uh, Marvel Disney. Yeah. Um. That's
1: usually not a good sign. No. <laughs> c- over creative differences. Yeah. Which I said before the show. I'm just like, uh, I think Marvel's. Get, I think Disney's getting cold feet over the horror angle of the of Doctor Strange two.
0: Now they'll just put some jump scares in it and then call that uh, a horror movie as opposed to something truly disturbing and demonic but yeah the the, the thing is they <laughs> in the press release they really tried to emphasize how it was a mutual parting of ways oh, it was, it was just, a conscious uncoupling. it was just like you know we uh, we just figured that we weren't right for each other so we decided to mutually break up because it was so mutual and I'm just <laughs> like
1: all right we get it and Disney's like we're coming out with our own like fragrance spray line <laughs> that smells like vaginas <laughs> What um, I'm referencing? Um, oh, is Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh God! I oh, what? Yeah. Oh, and it sold out. Do you know that? That. <laughs> oh, next summer's
0: gonna suck.
1: <laughs> I come into the subway. I'm gonna be like, God damn, this stick like fucking pussy in here. <laughs> the fuck are you girls eating? <laughs> oh God!
0: Oh my God! <laughs>
1: The subway already smells like balls. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh. Bears from miles around will start to attack people at random. (laughs) (laughs) But. You're gonna make a
0: fragrance that smells like vagina. Whose vagina?
1: Uh, I'm assuming it's Gwyneth Paltrow's because she is. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it's, it's <laughs> so it smells like a rice cake.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god! Or <laughs> not? Maybe her pussy stank in it. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh smells my! Like, god. Smells like low tide and fucking Staten Island. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god!
0: I would be surprised if this made it onto the show. Holy shit! Wow! You know what? I don't give a shit. You know what? I don't think I don't think you want that smoke with Gwyneth. <laughs> No. You don't want that Paltrow beef. Okay. <laughs> I don't
1: want the I know the Paltros are a powerful dynasty, so holy shit. <sighs> Woo. Woo! man. God damn.
0: When I woke up this morning, I did not expect to be going in <laughs> yeah, I know, right? on Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. And they are staying pussy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, this is like tonguing a cut at the top at the roof of your mouth. Oh, like, mm, it's like, it just feels so good. Uh, <sighs> uh, uh, I we had you should, uh, should, should,
0: should put this up for like a Patreon something or whatever. <laughs> anyway,
1: I had an old bagel this morning. I do have cuts on the roof of my mouth. Oh, gee, I was like, what? <laughs> what <laughs> is that a metaphor? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, let's get back to our Criterion, our, dis- our discussion on the Criterion films of the past you are. Um
0: Coincidentally, that was RDJ's nickname for Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> <laughs> The Old Bagel. Anyway, <laughs> The sorry. Old bagel. Sorry, I just... You see <laughs> where you started? No.
1: <laughs> okay, so... Uh, were we what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the the universe the multiverse of madness. Yes. So, um, so, yeah. So, I mean, who's the who's the big villain from the multiverse of madness that they announced? Nightmare, right? Nightmare. Yes. Um, God, I really hope that they they pick a really a really good replacement director who you, that will know who that should we they will, get what? Who should they get? Who should they get? Yeah, I'd say they should get Jennifer Kent, mm. um, because I think Jennifer Kent has proven that she can. I mean, she made the Duke Have okay. you seen that movie? I have not. Fucking frightening. Then she made an even more brutal movie called The Nightingale, okay. which is. Uh, that movie is one of the most brutal movies I've ever seen in my... And that's me. You, whoa.
0: <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Korean film over <laughs> yeah. here. Is just like that shit was brutal.
1: I've seen some... I've seen some shit that would turn your hair white. <laughs> um, <laughs> like when the Paltrow's pussy stank. All oh, right, so God. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I said I, would, I was going to cut this. Oh and my. It was going to be easy, but this is going to be a tough one. Jeez.
0: I ooh! I, I just not, had, to, I had to. I had to edit your. Job. Anyway, all right.
1: <laughs> there should be a sound clip. Oh fuck! No, I'm making more work. Um. <laughs> uh. So. <laughs> so yes. Uh, it's it's Jennifer Kent should direct. Uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and um, she should also direct Moon Knight. Okay. Um because Moon Knight is just that kind of character that demands someone who has a lot of control over tension. Um, Because they've announced Moon Knight as, as another MCU film.
0: Okay, so they're going to go full film with this. Yeah, they're okay. going to go full
1: film. I, or, I don't know, it might be a TV... It's hard for me to imagine that Moon Knight would be a TV show. Hmm. This is a lot of... It's It's the mcu's batman oh okay and i'm using that in quotations Hmm. but uh yeah so who who do you think should be the replacement director don't say takashi miike (laughs) Uh, all right uh they would never go that ballsy
0: if anybody even brought up his name at a disney meeting they'd be like you're fired get out
1: (laughs) yeah that's right like, hey, there's this export from Japan. Get out! <laughs> <laughs>
0: he
1: directed like a, a family film. He's like,
0: get out! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, the uh, I gotta say, I'm not too big on knowing directors' names, um, but I would say, um, whoever directed Insidious,
1: okay incinious. Was that James Wan?
0: I just feel like the style would lend itself to a Doctor Strange film. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah won- you're right. I'm wondering if if this departure is what caused them to move up um WandaVision in terms of it being released.
1: Oh yeah. Cuz now right. that's cuz
0: now that's coming out this year, I believe.
1: Oh, really? Yeah oh good because i really want to see that yeah yeah oh for sure um that's gonna be like mind bending yeah i i really from the way they're showing like the the production stills Mm -hmm. look looks like it's going to be the tom king version of vision
0: (laughs) that came out a few years ago which is
1: like one of my favorite fucking storylines it's amazing um but yes, uh, I I'm really excited to see that. Uh, for a second, I was just like, maybe Jordan Peele should direct. And I was oh. like, he doesn't seem like the kind of director that would fall into like. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's got the, he's got that like mischievous edge to him that I kind of that I really enjoy about his movies. Yeah. So. Uh, God damn! I can't stop thinking about how us turned in like i was very lukewarm on that movie Mm -hmm. and then i saw it again and then i was like starting to really see the genius behind yeah that movie um but yeah uh yeah they they should get like a clut like someone who's a name i really hope they don't go with like another like uh you know like the guy that directed ant-man he was just like the guy who directed yes man that jim carrey movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um I just hope they don't get like that one of those like uh you know oh this, this guy directed an Adam Sa- nothing but Adam Sandler movies oh, before.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think uh Marvel Disney knows that going into phase 4 they have to um I mean they still have some momentum from the past three phases right. but uh they have a lot of future to set up. Um, and they have to be careful how they lay things out Because it's going to set the tone for some time now I mean, they've, they've already had the next five years planned At least this is, what Ke- this is what Kevin Feige said They've had the next five years planned um, anyway Even before the acquisition of all the uh, Fox properties So um, we'll see how it plays out I mean, it's somewhere in there They had to have factored in um, the departure of directors as well I mean, it's just part of the industry, right?
1: Right. Do you know if Kevin Feige he, did? Did they announce that he was stepping in as like the creative guy who is going to like kind of steer the ship for the Star Wars franchise? I believe a lot of people are saying that they needed a oh, <laughs> Kevin, right, Kevin right, Feige right, right.
0: to step in, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that guy—he can touch almost anything. Yeah, he's on hot. Streak. Yeah, it's just—I can't imagine. Just the money that
1: (laughs) he's got his own fucking printing press
0: just trucks just pulling into his estate every day just dumping
1: he's got Natalie Portman coming back to the Thor franchise money (laughs) that is money
0: because she was done yeah
1: she was out
0: after the second one she was like I don't care kill me off have me slip on a banana peel (laughs) and hit my neck on the side of a stool whatever
1: have me killed by bill stein
0: i don't give a (laughs)
1: shit um but yeah she's she's coming back um she
0: saw that third one and was just like i wanted to be in some shit like that you know that's that's a comic book movie yeah this is
1: interesting i i i hear her in my head going like this is interesting Mm -hmm. and then you know she's like doing whatever natalie portman does um I assume skipping through the ethereal planes, <laughs> <laughs> some kind of weird, like, like something completely like unbelievable. Like she lives in her, like she created this mirror dimension where she just like does what she wants. And you know, she plucks apples out of thin air. and shit like <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs>
0: if we ever see Natalie Portman walking down the street, <laughs> uh, I guess it'll be
1: easy to spot her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, she I don't I don't think she was ever interested in returning. So um, up until Kevin Feige was just like, we've got money. <laughs> She's like, nah, I got money. It's like we have beer. It's like what kind of beer? Because <laughs> that's how it goes in my head. She's uh, they
0: gave her like a th- uh, a three album deal for her hip hop debut. <laughs> so I think that, w- that probably sweetened the pot.
1: Oh man, I love uh those those raps that she does for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. They're great.
0: It's she kind of goes hard on those. Yeah, so she does. Like, All right.
1: Okay. Um what else? Um good lord. Uh, I I hate like the January movie season because this is where fucking movies go to die. Yeah, meaning like I'm trying to think of movies that I really want to go to see and it's just that underwater movie um, looked interesting <laughs> with um, with uh, um, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, nah. yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. It's just like this, mm. this is not
0: going to live up to
1: anything. Yeah. So. Uh, the creature design look cool. Yeah. There.
0: No, it does. It does. You know, I, 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 I <laughs>
1: look at us really apologizing for this movie already. <laughs> I,
0: I really hope Hollywood. In general, it's it's a, a better place in the coming years because to to put a movie at this time of year, it's like it's not it doesn't build any sort of expectation at all.
1: Yeah, ah, uh, it's gonna be the w- the winter question mark of meh. <laughs> the um. winter of meh. <laughs> But I don't know. We'll we'll see what's coming up. But I think we should cap it right there. Alrighty, all righty, all right. Thanks, listeners, for staying with us on this show. All right. And uh, well, uh, uh, just to uh, uh, reiterate, uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, Pablo Morales, uh Martinez,
0: and I'm uh, uh, Ernesto Mancibo. Yes, yes.
1: And together we are uh, robots versus, versus taxes. taxes. Yeah, uh, uh, uh,
0: on Radio Free. Brooklyn
1: <laughs> 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 while you're out there you should uh, you could try uh, keeping it real but you should try yes yes keeping it right <laughs> <laughs>
0: so- song of the week
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're pro-